Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC and uh, we'll do our best to help you out. So in the news, I wish it happened a little later in the week, but in the news, this whole Cambridge Analytica Analytica thing came out. Data mining became a dirty word. And uh, we've been talking about data mining um, ever since the internet was invented by Al Gore. Basically, every time you got a free mailbox or every time you used a free service like Facebook, Snapchat, or any of the other ones, the reason it's free is because you're the commodity. That's why it's free. Facebook lost $40 billion in value. Why? Why do you think they're making so much money? Because they're selling you. Surprise. (laughs) Are you really surprised? Well, before data mining on the internet, companies were selling their mailing lists for years. People would buy them. Magazines, newspapers, they could find out what people's interests were. Right. Far before we had the internet to condense it and make it quicker. Make it faster, exactly. <laughs> of course, your credit card company sells all this information. You know, Everything you're purchasing on your MasterCard and your Discover card is all going to the marketers. Same mm-hmm. thing when you have your little shop clubs at Stop and Shop and all these places. They're selling that information back so they know, hey, you're, an age, you're a male age such and such and you're buying Wheaties. I don't know. Uh, they've been combining this data forever. And uh, now with this whole Cambridge Analytica thing, because it got into the wrong hands, Donald Trump, it's become a dirty word. Guys, we've been telling you guys this since the existence of the Internet. You have been mined forever. Now, you might find this interesting. I did. Um, Politico had an, uh, an article they wrote back in 2014 about data mining. And uh, it's very interesting. It's called The Viagra Vote. And we'll put a link up here for you to read. <laughs> And uh, so this has to do with our politicians and what they do with their data. So when South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham was fighting to avoid a bruising primary runoff against a more conservative challenger, his allies reached out aggressively to find potential new supporters who fit Graham's targeted demographics. And this is his targeted demographic. People who shopped for new Lincolns, but not Mazdas. Beer drinkers with a taste for Michelob. And anyone who recently bought golf clubs... Or cured hams. He thought those were his voters. Here in Connecticut, in the article. Meanwhile, Governor Daniel P. Malloy. He was interested in any Democrats he could find. And he targeted specifically people who purchased recycled toilet paper. I don't want to be in that business. I think they kind of mean paper that was recycled that was used for toilet paper. But the the uh, guy talks about it as being people who purchased recycled toilet paper. Catholics hooked on inspirational books. 
and retirees who visited casinos and take cruise vacations. This is a Governor Malloy gotcha. Um, Governor Jim Inhoe, long-serving Oklahoma senator, he was looking to find conservative Democrats by tracking down those with hunting licenses or new lawnmowers. <laughs> so this is one of those things. Is this data mining really that effective? And I posted an MIT article on my LinkedIn page. This was a 2010 article by MIT talking about how silly some of this was as far as whether or not this data is even that effective. Um, people um, like Senator Rand Paul, who trumpets the cause for personal privacy, is also fighting to avoid any restrictions on campaigns using data mining. Again, all of this was before this whole Cambridge Analytical thing. Um, my point would be this. you know, Data mining has been around for quite a long time. And people are going to continue to use it, but uh, some of the some of this other silly data mining uh, parameters were listeners of Bob Marley and Daft Punk folks were Democrats, while Republicans were often connected with fans of Dolly Parton and Yanni. Now I'm a I'm a Daft Punk fan, but I, I lean a little to the right, so I'm not sure they've got those things quite. <laughs> quite correct either my how we paint with a broad brush it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> now data mining that occurred here on facebook remember facebook was created by a guy named mark zuckerberg who in harvard was interested in ranking women's faces when they came in as co-eds the most misogynistic approach to life as you could ever expect zuckerberg is looking at the new co-eds coming in and having his buddies rank them for for beauty. This is where Facebook started. He also stole the idea from the Winklevoss. So you can't imagine Facebook has a, 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 a very credible human in Mark Zuckerberg caring about your private data. He's making billions on selling your likes and dislikes, starting with how pretty your face was. Well, now he wants to be regulated. He doesn't want to be regulated. He does. He wants to be regulated. That way, he won't have any competition because their competition will be regulated before they even get off the ground. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the European Union is going to be regulating the heck out of uh, this. They actually have a, a law starting in May which is going to require people like Facebook and Google to do a better job of protecting our, our data. But the whole point of Facebook, the whole point of Facebook was to data mine you to, for every little like and every little... Uh, cause you approved of or posted or picture you, you were interested in, they were data mining you, figuring out if you happen to purchase recycled toilet paper so you could elect Dan Malloy. Uh, we'll put a link up here for you on this Politico, <laughs> on this Politico <laughs> ad. But we also want to let you know that there are easy ways – well, I shouldn't say easy ways. There are ways to make yourself more private on Facebook. We're going to put a link from uh, an article called from Quartz that actually shows you where you can check off and, and uh, remove yourself from the ability of Facebook to give your information away to these apps. Uh, these apps, again, political, this political app that came out through uh, Cambridge Analytica where they were doing a personality profile, the app itself only was interested in 200,000 folks' political, uh, personality data. But because Facebook is so poorly run, they were happy to you know, suck up 50 million uh, other uh, profiles at the same time. That's purely on Facebook. That's clearly a company who doesn't care. And the reason they don't care is because they're making billions off of it anyways. Uh, they've got this data. They're selling it to the highest price. So if you want to be more secure on Facebook, we'll put a link up there for you as to how to either you can delete yourself from Facebook 
or you can restrict apps' access to all this data for now. Zuckerberg tomorrow could change that instantly on you. And if you look at the EULA agreement, the user license agreement of any of these sites, there are thousands of pages. You're probably giving up your firstborn inside them, and you don't even realize it. Would you like to use this free service? Give up your firstborn. Okay, I'll do it. So if people get away from Facebook, they might actually interact with people face-to-face? Maybe. I don't they know. might actually see the friends they have? It would be a whole a different phone. world, a whole different world, Bob. <laughs> so we'll put a link up here for you on these articles and um, how they did it. I mean, you've heard about it all week. Uh, delete Facebook. You know, Good luck. They still have your data, by the way. <laughs> so uh, there's nothing in there that says they have to give it back to you or make it, you know, wipe your information clean. They have this information. Um, but we can definitely show you currently now how to better secure that data so that other folks can't use it against you, so that they sort of influence you to vote for somebody. <laughs> we'll see how that really works. Now, Bob, you had an article that came up that happened in this $1.3 trillion omnibus budget that, that recently happened. Right, right. The Cloud Act, the Cloud Act becomes law. Right. And it increases government access to online info. Right. The federal spending bill includes provisions that lowers barriers to law enforcement requests for your emails, documents, and other Internet communications. Right. The uh, lawmakers added the Cloud Act, and the article has a uh, link to the PDF, so you can actually read it. Read the Act. Clarifying Lawful Overseas Use of Data Act. So what that is is, again, people who thought if they had their data in an Irish server thought, hey, our government can't access it. Well... Think well, again. there's actually a uh, case before the Supreme Court in the Microsoft. United States versus Microsoft. Yeah. So they're trying to get around it. Right. Microsoft is trying to say, no, you you can't access this data. It's in somebody else's. It's in our servers over here, not in the U.S. You don't have jurisdiction, and it's at a Supreme Court level. And, this is uh, going to just circumvent that altogether. Well, yeah, and it also bypasses the uh, Constitution, uh, the Fourth Amendment, I believe, which says uh, unreasonable search and seizure. Well, you need at least a judge to say they have access to the data. But well, not if it's overseas. It only has to be an overseas uh, an overseas judge. Yeah, but and if they want uh, uh, information about people from the United States, and right. then they start sharing, vice versa, right? Right. You know? So again, your your data is sitting on somebody else's servers. This this spending bill, one point three trillion, has this little thing snuck in it. Now it's a two thousand page bill that nobody read. What else is snuck in this thing? Well, who can read 2,000 pages in 24 hours? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd have to have Google read it to you. You've got to take Gloria Woodhead's speed reading course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll put a link on uh, this as well. But, uh, you know, these, these guys got to stop passing this stuff without reading it. I well, mean, no, you got to pass it <laughs> so you know what's in it. Yeah, I know. Come on. That's the Pelosi approach. <laughs> so we'll put some links up there for that. Um, so be careful what you like on Facebook. You know, if you like certain things, you might find somebody's going to try to target their advertising towards you and influence your decisions. And uh, yeah, Joe, you said you, you had some examples of that too. So the other day I was in there with Ray, and yeah. we somehow got in the topic of were there any more Radio Shacks left? Okay. I don't think there are, are there? So that's, I went to, you know, the mighty search engine Google, yes. typed in Radio Shack, and they have a website. Oh, okay. So I went to the store locator. Yeah. yeah not too many left. There's authorized retailers now. Okay. Um, coming soon, though. So their stores are closed, but they seem to be getting authorized retailers. Gotcha. Who, who are going to use that brand name? Yeah, they're buying a brand name, basically. So I was like, while well, I'm here, let me look at LED lights, because I need some LED bulbs. Yeah. So close that out. 
Five minutes later, I launched Facebook. I know. One of my sponsored ads was from Radio Shack. Isn't it crazy, creepy? So I'm like, but I didn't even have Facebook open on my laptop. No. So that just shows how deep the integration is. It's in your browser cookies. Yes. I mean, that's that's another point I was going to bring up. Even if you go to political sites, like if you went to Rand Paul's site and you were interested in Rand Paul for some reason, his site will scoop up within your browser cookie every site you went to in the past. Mm -hmm. So he knows whatever you went to. In the past, so if you happen to, you know, like you know, pink flamingos, he knows it because you went to the pink flamingo site before you went to his site. Every almost every website is going to do something like that. Data mine you. Where were you? Where did Joey go? I don't want to make sure I sell somebody's ad to show you whatever you were interested in. Well, it goes even deeper than that because when I go and browse on these shopping sites, yeah, I actually get ads in my email from those sites. I know. It's creepy. creepy. So they actually are able to tie my web browsing to my email address right. and hit me that well, way. Google was reading your email. So that You're, means they know everything yeah. I'm doing. And how right. often is it you're within you know a few miles of either Lowe's, Home Depot, Target, right. and what do you know? All of a sudden you get an email from said store saying, hey, look at our sales this week. You're kind of close by it's almost like it's almost like they think we're all like dogs chasing squirrels but it, i mean to it's pl- like squirrel squirrel here you go to play devil's advocate mm. is it always it's not always a bad thing correct like i know if i start browsing on Redbox, mm-hmm. i'm probably going to get an email within the day to save 50 cents off a red box rental or a free red <laughs> like it's, it's and you'll act on it joey i usually do yeah. are you that are you that cheap <laughs> no. are you worth only 50 cents buddy yeah <laughs> Hey, when the kids want to watch a movie, darn it, we're going to watch that movie. I hear you. But, I mean, it's – I have to look it, – it is a bad thing. But in the same aspect, I'm not getting ads for women's clothing or stuff that I really, you know, don't care. Most of the ads that show up in Google AdSense are something I'm probably going to click through, to right. be honest. And so, again, for as a consumer, that could be one thing. But the point is, are you worried that your information's being used by these politicians in some creepy way where they think you're – if you're that swayable for 50 cents, do you think a politician who thinks you like Yanni, if they're like, Joey loves Yanni, I'm going to go ahead and make sure I target my political advertising to his understanding of whatever Yanni people like, it's just – Come right. on, man. Isn't that creepy? Oh, maybe it is true. I guess I'll go that way. But see, like that. I mean, I hope. I hope society holds their political standards a little bit higher than I need a new pair of shoes and I see an ad. No, I, I just think they. I think these politicians. I mean, they're slime balls. They're all slime balls. They think nothing of it. So it's all out here. We'll put some links here for you. If you have any, if you want to talk about this and how you've been data mined, feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. And uh, Stefan, we'll get back to your call. We got three lines open for you. We'll be right back. There we go. We're going for the Democrat listener, Daft Punk plan. We had the Yanni plan earlier. The Republican listener again, all according to data mining. I can get down to this. I love Daft Punk. Come on, man. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, let's go to Stefan in New Britain. What's going on, Stefan? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. What can I do for you, sir? As far as that Facebook music data correlation thing, in my case, it's horribly skewed because I'm a constitutional conservative, and I love Daft Punk, Dead Mouse. Electronic dance music, yeah. all that stuff. Well, clearly you're a, you're an outlier, man. They're never going to get you. They're never going to get to you. They're never going to change your mind. 
<laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, what's going on? Anyways, um, I have an old computer yeah. that I need to get data off. Okay. Except there is malware on it that says it's the FBI, blah, 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 blah. And I've obviously been at a site that I shouldn't have been, you know, the whole. You know, pay two hundred dollars, get out of jail free. Right. They're actually um, they're, they're trying to trick you into saying you went somewhere, even though you may not have gone exactly, anywhere. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Anyways, would it be possible mm-hmm. for me to open this computer up in safe mode, get a program off the web that's either freeware or minimal cost, and in, enter that program into the computer while it's in safe mode to wipe this? Now we're off. Well, that's maybe. <laughs> and the reason I say that is the first thing, do you have uh, two accounts set up? I'm assuming this is a home computer. More, yeah. more than one account set up on this computer? Or do you just use just one? You know, it originally wasn't my computer. It was my mom's, and she passed. And I don't know if there's more than one account on it. I know on mine, yeah, there's like five accounts. Well, <laughs> if you're the administrator... And you can yeah. go in, and maybe you can change the, uh, oh, you can't if they've got that spyware. That's the other thing. Yeah, I think it's, it, I think it's attached to an administrator account. That's okay. I mean, you could, you could, if you just need data, I think you could just load malware bytes and run it, um, or just copy the data off uh, as by putting the drive into a USB enclosure on your existing machine that's hopefully secure and protected, and just gather your data that way. Scan it that way. So, okay, it's a laptop, so... That's yeah, okay. You can take the drive out of a laptop. Another, another oh, thing okay. you could do, when you log in, you get this screen that pops up and blocks everything, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you hit Control-Alt-Delete and open the Task Manager, you may be able to kill the task that's running. Of course, you don't want to be connected to the Internet, so that can't phone home and encrypt you. But the mm-hmm. point is is that you can kill that. Then you can download malware bytes and run that. Right. There's a couple ways, Stefan. So either attach it directly to another machine or try to download it locally. Do you want to hang on further, or do you, is that enough for you? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to give that a shot because ever since I uh, downloaded right, we, Defender on yeah. my main machine, we got to go. Good. We got to go, yeah. Stefan. All right, we'll see you right back. There you go. A little Dolly Parton, clearly. <laughs> Gotta love these politicians. As we wait for your calls, we have four lines wide open on this lovely Saturday morning. Sometimes the the uh, this morning portion, the earlier hour, is a little softer than the uh, the next one. So you have time to get on now. You can. Uh, but as we wait for you, we'll talk a little bit more about this whole data mining thing. Uh, the academic who collected uh, 50 million Facebook profiles, his quote is, we thought we were doing something normal. So he's pretty much saying, uh, Alexander Kogan, he's a researcher at uh, Cambridge University, who, uh, this is a, a, you know, this is a researcher, man. He's just doing his thing. Um, Said he didn't do anything wrong. Based on the the rules that Facebook had, uh, between 2007 and 2014, the company gave developers access to its social graph, the map of users' networks of friends, interests, and likes. So uh, it also said, but multiple reports say the social network did very little to police this sort of activity, only asking third parties to sign minimal agreements and only investigating uh, misuses after they were reported by the company. So the other thing about this uh, tech, this issue is that Facebook, when they lose the data, 
when that data is quote unquote leaked or however you want to call it, breach, they call this a breach, but it really, as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't a breach. The app was designed to collect this data and uh, they allowed it to be released. So it was part of their um, dingling platform that really didn't take control to, to manage this resource, which is obviously the thing that makes them valuable is knowing whether or not you like Dolly Parton or Daft Punk. And, uh, this, this researcher is saying, look, we didn't know we're doing anything wrong. Uh, Facebook just coughed it up, gave us the information. Um, and there's numerous apps, guys, that you guys are using on Facebook. Now, we've talked about this a lot of times. I mean, Candy Crush, all these types of apps. Why do you think it's free? Along with wanting to sell you something within the app, I suspect, so you can increase your ranking. Maybe you buy more candy. I, I don't even never played Candy Crush. Or Farmville, that was a big thing. These apps that are on this this uh, Facebook platform, they're they're purely data mining you, so they can sell the information somewhere. They're not. You don't have program. IT geeks like us don't work for free, right? We we create these platforms and these these technologies so that we can extract money from you. Um, and if it's not money, it's data. Well, if it's on the internet, it's got to be free. Come that, on, I know that's the whole you thing. Know? Everyone thinks that we, we shouldn't have to pay for anything. It's just information, right? Right or wrong, it's information. So, yeah, so these apps on your Facebook platform basically are designed to suck up everything they can they can about you and of course then try to trick you into buying more uh candy or whatever you're buying there within this the silly app or buy more food for your farm. I don't know what the farm bill thing does. But the point is if you're on these 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 you know, Snapchat. How do you think they're making money? <laughs> You know, what do you think Twitter? Well, Twitter hasn't figured out how to make money, but uh, you know, they want to figure out the same way. They want to try to data mine the information you have been giving them based on your tweets and based on your your likes and what have you. So, if it's free, guys, if it's free, you're the commodity every time. Period. Um, and then, of course, we have our news media, who literally has segments within their news program. Showing social media posts. Some of the, you know, the orange wall at the Today Show shows social media like it's a whole thing. Now, of course, they're now mad at Zuckerberg for what he did. But then even this morning, they were they were extolling the virtues of social media in this march that they're having down there in Washington. So they're now trying to build it back up again. Make up your mind. <laughs> I don't understand what you're thinking over there. So let's go to uh, Jack in Glastonbury. He's got a comment on social on data mining. What's going on, Jack? Hey, yeah, uh, I've been using a product. In fact, I think I mentioned to you uh, a couple of years ago. It's called uh, Ghostery. Ghostery? Yeah, G-H-O-S-T-E-R-Y. And what it does is uh, you put it on your – I use it on Firefox. It, it, it's a little applet or whatever you call it that runs in the background. Mm-hmm. And what it does is when you first log on to a, you know, like let's say you're using Google and you find a thing that you want to go to, so you go to that thing, that, yeah. that the web website. Yep. And what it does is it looks at all of the trackers that are being enabled. And it actually shows you a number. Like if you go to a, like I'll use a Home Depot as an example. You go there, you might find something like 13 trackers. Yeah. Okay, and what it does is it disables the trackers right then and there. And so what happens is while you're browsing through Home Depot looking for your nuts and bolts or whatever it is you're after, paint or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, those trackers are turned off so they can't uh, find out any information about 
you know, what, what you're interested in or what, what you're doing on that website. Right, so it, it'll try to anonymize you, but it will still give you information about the nuts and bolts you're looking for? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Now, the thing that's, that's, that's interesting, you know, why would they do it? It's free, you know. Exactly. Well, you know, well, you've got to think about that. Well, they, and they admit this up front. They say, what we're going to do is we're going to use your tracking data anonymously, like for demographic purposes. They want to know that you went to Home Depot and that, you, and that uh, not you personally. Right. Uh, so and they're they, pinky swearing? And, and all these trackers came up because they can sell that information to the tracker people. Yeah. Saying, hey, you know, these, these were the trackers that were enabled uh, when guys are going to places like Home Depot or Lowe's, you know. So, so they got so they've got that angle. But, it, but right. it works quite well. I mean, you know, once I put that in there, every time I went to an, a website after that, there were no crazy little ads or anything over in the right-hand columns, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll link O Street. Uh, obviously, they're, you know, they're pinky swearing that they're not going to give the information out yeah, because know. they know where you went. Um, so you have to say you trust those guys over those other guys. Well, it's, it, from my perspective, it's worth it not to see all that annoying stuff over there. I hear you. No, I, I appreciate the information. Uh, we've, we've, I think we've heard about this in the past. Like I, I said, you think you probably, you said you probably brought it up before. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, you know, because I mean, uh, the, the the people that are that are doing the trackers. I mean, you can you can pick up information on them if you want. You can go to the specific trackers. There's like Google Analytics, you know, oh, yeah. like with the Cambridge Analytics. There's all these different analytics, and you can actually, if you want, you can go to their websites and see what they're all about right. through, this, through this tool. The only, the only caveat I would say is sometimes it will, um, uh, you know, you might go to a screen where you have to enter some sort of piece of data right. to get your picture, you know, to look at somebody's pictures or something like that. Correct. Because, so they're, they're almost walls. Yeah, because it blocks that. Right. And you want to go see those pictures, you can't see them. So, so what you can do is temporarily disable it for that particular instance on that website. Right. So you can see the pictures or whatever it was that you want to look, you know, whatever it was you wanted to access. But, and that happens on a lot of sites uh, where they're like, hey, I see you're blocking ads. I'm not going to show you the content you're looking for if you right. don't allow my ads to show. Yeah, I have a camera. Uh, the Olympus camera site uh, has, a, has an area where you can go to look at these different pictures that photographers have taken yep. and I can't get to that that uh, picture site unless I disable it temporarily but right. other than that I mean it's it, it, I, I like it I mean I don't want to be bothered by all that stuff so yeah. uh, anyway I just thought I'd mention it in case no, thank uh, you. somebody is interested in it because you can essentially uh, free yourself from all of this annoying crap that's out there <laughs> all right Jack we appreciate your time and thanks for calling in Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. We're going to link Ghostry out there for you. It's something that even TJ's used. Uh, he's uh, chimed in here that he's uh, he's been using it for a couple of years. Uh, so there are ways to try to disconnect you um, from being data mined on the inter- inter- interwebs. Uh, however, again, I mean, you go to Home Depot, you buy the nuts and bolts. The moment you buy the nuts and bolts on your credit card, they know what you bought the nuts, nuts and bolts or the recycled toilet paper or whatever you ended up buying. Um so it's like you can get away from it, but can you get away from it? Um, and uh, the the key here is to uh, understand that you're going to be constantly data mined. And um, we could we can talk about what our government's supposed to do, but those guys always exempt themselves from it. So I know the Europe, like I said, the European Union in May is going to be starting a a requirement so that Facebook, Google, and all these guys have to do a better job of protecting this data. Uh, but the moment it's out there, like in the case of Cambridge Analytics, I mean, somebody over there, if they wanted to be spiteful, could post all that 50 million 
all that data of the 50 million users on Facebook anywhere they wanted to, and that data is out there. So they know who you are, what you were liking, and whether or not you like Dolly Parton or Daft Punk. Um, once that data is leaked, it's leaked. Even if you delete Facebook from your profile, guess what? Whatever you liked since you were on Facebook, they say they'll. Zuckerberg says he'll delete it. Do you believe it? I've got a good used car for sale. Yeah, cheap too. Br- bridges too. <laughs> so oh, I got one in Arizona. Yeah, they're going to pinky swear. So I think that uh, you know this whole problem of data mining has been around forever, and uh, it's going to be hard to get away from it. And then, of course, you could always throw them curveballs and just happen to like. Daft Punk and Dolly Parton. What would they do? Their minds would be blown. Uh, we're going to step up for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Stan, John, and Diane, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Ooh, yeah. And we are back. Trying to get everyone excited who likes Dolly Parton, Daft Punk, Yanni, and Bob Marley, <laughs> according to that Politico article on data mining. Uh, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, everything we've talked about will be posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com in our live links area. Mike G is posting it feverishly for you. It'll be posted on Facebook as well. If you like us on Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg does deem the news worthy, um, he'll let it go to your news feed. Um, this is going to be an interesting time with Mr. Zuckerberg because he's not even sure if he's worthy enough to testify in front of Mr. Blumenthal. <laughs> if I'm the right guy, I guess I'll go to Washington. That was the most whiny little interview I've ever seen. Um, but we'll see what happens with Mr. Zuckerberg. So if he allows our Facebook feed to still show up, <laughs> it'll get into your news feed, uh, all, these, all these things we're talking about as far as data mining and, and Facebook. I mean, who'd have thunk it? You, you're posting your pictures of your cats and your dogs and what you're eating for dinner on Facebook, and all of a sudden, it can you know they can tell you who you're going to vote for. <laughs> the power of Mr. Zuckerberg. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Stan in Hanover. Hey, Stan, what's going hey, on? Hey, good morning, guys. What can we do for you? <laughs> I got a slight problem. All righty. I live out in the sticks. I mean, way out in the sticks. Hanover, n- Hanover, Connecticut but, is out in the sticks. Okay, me. I believe you. And uh, the only way I can make a phone call out there with my cell phone is through AT and T Wi Fi. Okay. Okay. I can't. Uh, there's no. I guess there's no towers around or something out there. Gotcha. Which is fine. If I'm sitting at my main computer, it's fine. Yeah. If I move to my shop, which is approximately forty-five or fifty feet away at the other end of the house. Nothing. You can't make a cell call through your... Can't make a cell phone. Can't make a cell phone call. No AT&T, nothing. So I go out and I buy this Wi-Fi extender. Okay. I can't get into it. I tried everything. I went by their instructions. I cannot get into this thing to set it up. It's a Netgear, I assume? No, it's not. It's a Western Digital. Western Digital makes Wi-Fi extenders? It's a range extender. Yes, sir. Huh. Sure. They're known for their hard drives. They're not known for their yeah. Wi-Fi extenders. <laughs> I know. I use, I use uh, WD hard drives quite a bit. Huh. Well, I mean, if you follow the instructions, you still can't get in. There's not a whole lot of geeks like I can do because I would just follow the instructions myself. Uh, I mean, have you defaulted it? Is there a way to default the unit as if somebody may maybe have re- maybe they returned it back to wherever you got it and then they resold it to you? Maybe they left it in a uh, messed up configuration and you need to default it. Have you tried that? I tried to. There's a button on the back that says it goes factory, you know, factory reset. Yeah. Push the button. Nah, nothing. Okay. I mean, I, I type into my computer exactly what it says. And, yeah. And I get I get this cannot open. Right. 
Well, I mean, that simple answer. I get, I get that. I get that on my router also. I can't get into my router. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to cause you trouble on extenders. Um, they're going to want the you know you want you're going to want to be able to get into your router um, because the extender wants to also get into your router. It has to use the right SSID and passphrase to to pick up that Wi-Fi signal and and chuck it a little further for you. Okay, um, that's I, what it's I, trying to do. I've got a, a Linksys router, uh, AC nineteen nineteen hundred. Yeah, nineteen hundred. Yeah. yeah, is it an AC or an ACS? AC. Okay, the older one. Um, yeah. So you so if you can't get into that, a you should try to figure out how to get into that router first. You need to have control over your router. I can't. Well, I've tried that. I tried the one ninety. You know, was it the one ninety two point six eight one eight whatever one dot one. Yeah, don't not can't get can't open this page. Well, it may not be the um that may not be your gateway. If you do an IP config and see what your gateway is, it may not be one nine two one six eight one dot one like it's supposed to be. It might be something okay, other. I, than I, that. I I have um, um open DNS on my on your in in my computer itself on your computer. Well, it's a Linksys. Um, so you've got open DNS configured on your workstation, but not the router stand. Yeah, that's what it, apparently that must be what it is because yeah, I, I can't get into the router either. All right, well I'll tell you that that might <laughs> be your your starting point. <laughs> you got a problem, buddy. Um, you need to you want, may want to consider defaulting your router. You want to have the power to get into your router, okay. and uh, if you don't know what the gateway IP address is, that's a that's a problem to begin with. You should get the page that comes up and gives you the ability to log in, but you're not able to even do that. Correct? No. Uh, absolutely not. I can't get the page to log in, though. All right. So that's step one. You need to find out what your gateway IP address is. So if you go to a DOS prompt yep. and type in IP config, okay. it should tell you what your, your default gateway is. And that gateway, obviously, is not 192.168.1.1. Okay. So if I type in that default gateway, I should be able to get into the router. Once you know that IP address, it'll, it, then right. it should show you the page. If if it's a different default, and then it should give you the ability to log in. You need to know your password and your username. Do you know that? No, I haven't set it up, so I guess it's... Oh, I bet you it's the default. Uh, it's probably, it's usually that's what it is. So I, I've been having problems with it, so <laughs> I figured I'd give you a call. You just... it, that's cool. So, yeah, so the other thought is, I guess you're in the sticks there. Are you sure you're not connecting to some other Internet connection besides yours? Uh, yeah, I'm positive because it's... Right, you're not hardwired, are you, Stan? Uh, I'm hardwired to my main computer. And that goes to your firewall? That goes to my firewall. Yeah, so he's, you're on the right same network. Go ahead, what Bob. What's the name of his uh, firewall? It's a Linksys, Linksys? ACS, uh, a 1900 AC. Right. Um, so, so, Stan, most likely you've got the defaults, but you don't know your gateway. And I don't know why your gateway would be different than 192.168.1.1. That should be the default. That's what it should be. But I type that in, and it tells me it cannot open this page. Right. So go to your, go to your, the IP config, see what your default gateway really is. It must be something other than that. I don't know why. And then um, you want to go ahead and – well, now, you can also download a tool. I think there's apps you can download or software you can download that will communicate to the router on a different way. It'll, it'll communicate rather than over IP. It'll communicate – to the device as well. So you could always try to just use a software way of configuring it, but I would go to the actual gateway if I were you. Okay. Uh, so we'll put some links up here to how to configure those things, but your router has to be configured first. Change your password. Change everything about your, your firewall there so that you own it and control it. Um, and then you can work on your extender if you still want to. I was wondering if this has something to do because I have Comcast. Yeah. 
I got well. Comcast is behind your firewall, though. Well, I hope so. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's the point here. So if you're on Comcast, you could be on Comcast's Wi-Fi and not even on your own. So we've I found this recently with a friend of mine who had both his Wi-Fi running and his network running. And OpenDNS wasn't blocking him because he was actually traversing the Internet via Wi-Fi, and he thought he wasn't. So, Stan, I have a strong suspicion that folks at Comcast dumped in a modem router on you, and you're actually so, connecting to that as well. I, they say, you know, I have a modem router with phone, because I get my phone service, my landline. Yeah. So I got to, you know, yeah. I just can't go out and pick up a, a, a modem and stick it in there because I'm, I lose my phone service. I understand, but I, sus- I suspect. The phone service. <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. So, Turn off that Linksys uh, router, Stan, and we're going we're gonna to give you a 50-50 shot that you still have internet. Okay. And I if you do still have internet, that's your problem. <laughs> is okay. the, do you understand what I, we're saying? Yeah. When I put open DNS in it, they have an updater on it. There's an IP updater you want to put on your computer, correct? Yeah. yeah open, DS, open DNS. I must get that thing pop up on my computer 20 times a day that this thing is updated. Right. So you're getting a new IP address constantly from the folks yeah. at Comcast. That's, that's okay. That can happen. Oh, okay. So there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But I think oh. you're connected via Comcast and not your router. Oh, boy. So I guess maybe I'll shut my router down and see what happens. See if you're still on the Internet. Um, if you are, then you're not quite configured properly because you want the modem from Comcast to be connected to your router and have it hand out Wi-Fi, not, right. not the other one. That's why your extender's not working because you're trying to give it connectivity to the, the router and it's trying to get to your Comcast Wi-Fi modem. So, okay, well, I'll take a look at your uh, website when I get home and uh, we'll see what I can all right, Stan. If there's a 15-year-old kid in the area, you can always try to tackle him and have him come over to help. If my grandson lived close enough, I'd have him come and do it. There you go. Now he lives down in Orange. So well, there you know, Easter's coming. Host Easter. <laughs> we could not his place, please. Ah, oh, see? All right. Well, you got a good deal there. All right, Stan. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, guys. You got it, sir. So it's important to know where your internet comes from. Um, that's really part of the problem here is that he's probably got multiple connect- connections to the Internet. That's why he can't get it to kind of work. We're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have a couple lines open for you. And uh, John and Diane, hang on. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Deb. Everything we're talking about is posted, Facebooked, and tweeted. So you don't have to write it all down. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.